0: That he is with us That he would never leave us Nor will he forsake us But that he's always there for us All we have to do Excuse me Is call on the name of Jesus All we have to do Is lift up our hands And say God I surrender to you Lord I give it all to you I give myself away to you I give the situation over to you And God would begin to take over And we thank God for this week that we're in. We thank God for opportunities and doors that he has opened. We thank God that he's able and willing to help us in our time of need. We just give God glory and praise. And when it seems like we don't know what to do, when it seems like doors have closed, opportunities are not there, and God is just not speaking to us, those are the things that God wants to discuss with us today To let us know and encourage us that he is there And he do want to to show us the way out Because against all odds We must trust in our Lord and Savior So before we go into the lesson We're going to pray That God would reveal his word to us today Through his Holy Spirit And teach us according to his will His plan for our lives Father we thank you right now we give you praise, glory, and honor. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor because truly you are the God of our salvation. Truly you are the God that we love and we serve and we adore every day. But Father, we come before you today. We need you today, God. We know that you said you'd never leave us, nor would you forsake us, oh God. We know, O God, you said that we can make our request be made known unto you, Lord God. We know, O God, that we could we can move mountains through you, O God. But today we're coming, God, because we ran into a brick in the wall, O God. A brick wall is before us, God, and we're at that place where we're saying, Where do I go now? What do I do now? What do I say now? We're at that point, God, that we don't want to go out of your will. We don't want to do it in our own strength, God. We don't want to depend on ourselves, God. But we're standing before you today in this wall, God, and we're commanding it to move, Lord God. But we're waiting on an answer. We're waiting on direction. We're waiting, oh God, to hear from heaven. So today, God, we come before you believing, God, that we will hear from heaven today. Against all the odds that are, that are presented themselves to us today, God, we will trust in you. Through all the hardships, God, through the tears, God, the fears, the distractions, the discouragement, God, the confusion that has surrounded us, Lord God, we will yet trust in you. And we will hold on to the fact that you'd never leave us nor forsake us, O oh God. Against all of that that has presented itself to us, God, we will trust in you. So, God, we, we just thank you right now. We give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor. And, God, speak to us today. Speak to us and give us direction as to where we go from here and what we need to do. And we give you God, glory and honor in Jesus' name. In Romans, it lets us know the Spirit helps us in our time of weakness. As we get to that point where we don't know what to do, we don't know what to say, we've said it all, we've prayed it all, we've asked it all, we've rebuked it all, and we've commended it all. But yet it seems like something is still holding up the blessings of God. It seems like something is still there. That's, that's re- not helping to release it into the atmosphere But today God wants us to know That when we don't know what to do We have to always remember that we are predestined And that even though there are odds and there are hindrances God says it shall and it will come to pass And it will not fail Because he has promised it So even though you cry Even though you're discouraged, God has promised us that this promise will not fail. It will not fail us. So whatever you are facing today, be patient, be prayerful, be positive, and we have to be productive in what we are doing in Christ. We have to maintain our focus. We have to know the word of God. We have to stand on the word of God. When odds are against us and they're stacked and there seems to be no way out. Always know that there is a way out because you are predestined. God said He knew us and He know us. He created us. He knows what's going on in our lives even before we do. So what better place to take all of this frustration than to the Lord? What better place to go than in prayer? So as we begin to take a deep breath today of whatever it is we're going through, just just begin to inhale the strength of the Holy Spirit and begin to exhale all the frustrations of what you're going through. And then just say, God, I trust you. I can't trust myself because I can't see into the spirit realm without the Holy Spirit. So, God, I trust you. And as we go through these things, and it's hard to see your way, it's hard because there's a blockage there. And you may say, oh, somebody has put something on me, somebody is praying prayers against my destiny. Someone is doing this or doing that to me. But God said, i predestined you. So even the demonic forces that are coming against the plan and the will of God for your life cannot stop the will or plan of God for your life. They may try to delay. But if you go to God and you say, God, reveal to me where the enemy is in this situation, why haven't I got married yet, God? Why haven't I gotten a job yet, God? Why do I not have children, God? Reveal to me the answer of where the enemy is in this situation. And the Holy Spirit will begin to show you in the spirit realm where the problem is. And then you can begin to pray according to what the Holy Spirit has revealed. But it takes a relationship in the Lord in order for that to happen. And you can begin to command that what is done in heaven will be done on earth. And when you say that, because, God, I know in heaven I have some children because you have orchestrated my body to have children. So, Father on earth, I will have children in Jesus' name. And you begin to plead the blood and take authority over that. Now, if the Holy Spirit reveals that you need to to fast, then you need to go on a fast and break down those spiritual walls that is hindering the process of God breaking through in your life. But you have to be able to do whatever it is the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, which is a willing vessel to do those things. So when you see The enemy, and where God is showing you he is, that's where you begin to pray. So no matter what the enemy has presented before the situation to delay it or distract it or try to make you believe God is not going to answer, that's not the problem. God says he will take care of everything for us. We have to indulge in prayer and fasting and reading the word of God and worshiping God For the breakthrough to come We must stay focused on the battle We must stay focused on who we are in Christ We are soldiers with the whole army armor of God on We are the ones that are predestined We are the ones that God is saying You are more than a conqueror And when we believe that we're more than a conqueror Don't just say it with your lips But when the situation reminds you that you don't have food to eat or you don't have gas or you don't have a car or you don't have new clothes or you don't, you don't, you don't, you shake it off with the, the spirit of the Holy Ghost and you begin to say, I am more than a conqueror. My situation is not telling me who I am. Begin to remove the wall in your testimony of who you are. Do not entertain the thought that you don't know what to do. Because when you begin to go before the Lord in prayer, we don't say, God, I don't know what to do. Please tell me, Lord, please tell me. No, but we begin to go before the Lord and say, God, the next step you have not revealed to me, or I have not caught on to what the revelation is. So I'm taking time aside To see what you're saying to me God To hear what you're saying to me It's not that I don't know what to do Because I'm connected to Jesus Christ And I always know what to do in the spirit realm But my flesh needs to die In order for me to connect to that revelation But as long as I'm in the flesh I cannot connect to my next step My next destiny My next purpose My next crossing over to the other side Because I'm delaying my own self. Because I'm not taking the spiritual attitude of Christ and going before him for the revelation. But I take the environment and I allow it to dictate to me what's going to happen next. Oh, well, you've done this and you've done that and you still don't have any children. Okay, then take it to the Lord because he's predestined you. So now you take it to God and you say, look here, God, you've orchestrated my body for children. And I rebuke every demonic force from ancestral till now that is hindering this process. And any sin that I've committed, God, if I've committed abortion and it it is hindering me, or if I've been out there fornicating and it, and it disrupted something, then God forgive me for my sins, God, and purge me of it. Heal my body, God, that I may have children. And between you and God, you begin to get the spiritual healing you need first in order for the manifestation to come. So we we are more than conquerors through Christ. We can do all things. We can have all things. But we can't brush it to the side, our sins. We have to call forth those sins and say, I acknowledge it, God, and I repent for my past and what I've done in my past That is now hindering me in my future I didn't know that it was going to meet me here God But forgive me God for what I've done Whether it be marriage or finances I've spent too much money God I cheated in my marriage Whatever it is that is a blockage to the next level Begin to acknowledge the sin of it first And ask God to purge you from it And then let's keep moving forward in God That we may grow in his army and his kingdom But we cannot live there, bury it, or act like it never existed. We have to deal with those things. It hurts, but we have to deal with them because it's interrupting where we're going. It's holding us back from our destiny, and we're wondering what it is that that has happened. But God would reveal to you what it is that you need to do to make it right. And we know that in uh, Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God f- foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he glorified. So as we progress in the process, then God begins to transform us in the spirit realm and it manifests into the natural. So whatever it is, we're saying to God, I don't know what to do. I don't know my next step. Your words are, first of all, your blockage because you're presenting it to God like I have a closed mind. I don't know. And if you tell me, I probably still won't hear you because I'm so confused. I'm so confused. I'm so fearful, I'm so discouraged right now that even if you reveal it to me, I can't hear you because I'm saying to myself, I don't know. But when we present it to God in his form and we say, God, give me the revelation of the next step that you have for me. God, give me the revelation of the purpose and plan that you have designed for my life because I was involved in the environment of what was going on that I didn't hear you. So forgive me, God, for not listening to you, but God, please reveal it to me again that I may know the next step. Because when you're predestined and God said he already knew you and God said everything was already created, then that means there is a completion. That means everything is already done. So we're thinking God is building as we go or as we get older, as the day progresses. We're thinking God is trying to figure this thing out. But we have to realize that it's already done. It's already You having victory over whatever you're going through is already done You being healed is already done But we block it ourselves by the words that we say By the thoughts that we have By the counsel that we receive Sometimes it's negative counsel Sometimes we go before people and we know the answer And God has revealed to us the next step and we allow the weeds to come and choke it up by going to bad counsel or by telling friends who are not engaged in, in any kingdom work. And it chokes up what God has revealed to us. So now we're even more confused than before God showed it to us. Because when God shows us something, it's going to be for the building of the kingdom. It's going to come from the supernatural and manifest into the natural. So, of course, when we see it, we don't understand it because it's in the supernatural first. And then as we begin to grow in the word of God and the Holy Spirit begins to give us more information, more revelation, now our spirit man catches on to what we need to do. And then we move forward because we've killed the flesh. And we told the flesh it has to go. That's how you become more than a conqueror through Christ. You can't conquer in the flesh. You have to kill the flesh, listen to the spirit, and watch your counsel. Because all of those things is what's stopping you from hearing what God is saying to you. And we're saying, well, God, there's no jobs, and God, there's no this, and there's no money, and, and the economy is bad, and God, what do we need to do? And and we have so many what's. But did God not know this before it happened, that this was going to be? We're questioning God as if he's creating the world on an hourly basis. Faces, but it's already completed We're walking through a completion of our own lives And if we go to the one who predestined us And we seek him and say, look, I don't understand Give me revelation of my next step Because I know you already done planned this So when something in a in an in odd way happened We go before the Lord and we say, Lord, you knew this was going to happen before it happened now what's my next step? Lord, you knew the words were going to come before they came. Lord, what's my next step? Those are the things we go before the Lord with. The confusion and, and, and the I don't knows, we rebuke those because that hinders us, that hinders our progress, that's hindering our us from hearing, and it will cause fear to come in, confusion, discouragement, everything that's against the word of God, it will now come in and try to become a part of us. But it says we um, all things work together for the good of those who love Him. We are more than conquerors. So it's not that we don't know what to do next; it's that we will not accept what to do next because our flesh cannot comprehend what that is. When God reveals it to us, our flesh says, "Uh, that's not possible. How is that going to work? That that's no that's and we shut we shut it down at that point." not even connecting with the fact that God spoke. We will shut it down and say, that's not possible. We're going to go on to this road because this makes more sense to me. But how can you be more than a conqueror and all things are going to work together for the good of those who love the Lord when you're not following his path, his directions, his word? Okay, God, let me sit down with you and find out what's going on. Why am I going in the direction I'm going in? Why is this shame a part of my life, God? Why is this confusion a part of my life, God? Why do I find myself in tears more than in happiness, God? Reveal these things to me that I may be more than a conqueror, God, because I know who you are in me, and I know that you have completed the work in me. And we stand according to that will. We stand according to that identity of who we are in Christ Jesus. God, I'm not married yet. What's the problem? What's going on, God? Show me in revelation and through your revelation of what's hindering this process, And, and, and I will surrender whatever it is unto you, or I will repent for whatever it is that I've done that would hinder this from happening, and then you become more than a conqueror. But when we say to God, I don't know, how do we conquer something we don't know? How do we conquer and all things work together for the good if we are blocking it, if we are allowing the blockage to come? So God is letting us know that he is our refuge and our strength, and he will help us in a time of trouble. But we may be blocking our own because we are not trying to overcome by the words of our testimony, but we are allowing the environment and the situation to take control of us and dictate to us which way we should go. We must be patient with what's going on in our lives. So as we look at First Kings 19, and this is when Elijah flees from Jezebel. The word of God says, And Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So that Jezebel sent a message to Elijah and said, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I will not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Bathsheba in Judea, he left his servants there while he himself went a day's journey into the desert. And it said, he came to a broom tree, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the tree and fell asleep. Now here's a man who knew God, who knew that his life was predestined, who knew that what he was supposed to be doing was for the kingdom of God. But after he, be, he killed off the prophets of Jezebel, he then began to go into a distraction. Distraction, he began to be fearful because Jezebel said to him, if not by this time tomorrow you become one of those prophets. Now how many times have we heard not something so severe, but maybe we went to the doctor and he said, well, you only have so, many, so much time to live or the eviction notice, or the foreclosure, or the repossession, or it's time to feed the kids and there's nothing there. And as Elijah did, we began to get afraid. That's the first step of where everything begins to go downhill for us. We've trusted God, we've believed God, everything is working out, but then here comes that season where it looks like everything is falling apart. We were up on that high horse, and we were like, God is using me. The anointing is there. Everything I touched, I'm blessed. And then here comes a time of trying. Here comes a time when you now get to see where you are in Christ Jesus. Here comes a time now where you get to see how you've grown for the kingdom of God. So Elijah now becomes afraid. She's threatened his very life. So we find out he begins to rest because he's tired. He takes a day's journey. A day's journey in the hot sun, a day's journey without food, a days journey without water. And then it says once the angel touched him and said, Get up and eat and he looked around and there by his head was a cake of baked bread. So here we go. Now you're tired. You're telling God I can't do this anymore, God. I fought a good fight, God. I'm I'm sick, and the doctor is saying this to me, God, and I fought a good fight, but my body just can't take it anymore. God, I'm just tired. I'm tired. And it's all in us, and it's wailing out of us, God, I'm just tired. And we're not questioning his power, but our body is just tired. Or we wanted to have a baby, and we've done so much to try to get that baby, and then we just get to the point where we're tired. Or we've preached and we've taught the word of God and it seems like people are just not getting it and they still living a life that's not pleasing unto God, and we just go to God and we say, God, I'm just tired. I'm tired. And it's not that we want to give up, but we're just tired. Because what we thought was going to happen, and, and once God rained down manna from heaven and did all the the miraculous things that people would just shape up and everything was going to be right. And then here comes something that shows you, nope, it's not going to all be glorious. Something is going to be thrown into it. And you get to the point you say, God, I'm tired. I'm just tired. I don't know where else to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know what else to say. I'm just tired. And Elisha was at that point that I'm just tired. And he laid down and began to rest. So before God could speak to him, God fed him, gave him back his strength, gave him some water, gave him his energy back. Because God needs us to hear what he has to say. And when we're still in that frame of mind that I'm just tired, he can't speak to us. We will block God and any other person that tries to talk to us because all we'll see is that I'm just tired. So God says, okay, let them rest for a minute. Let them cry it all out. Let them fuss it all out in their mind and rehearse it all into their brain and whatever else that they're just tired. Let let Get out of their system first. And then the Holy Spirit comes in and he gives us that peace again and we feel a little bit rested and we are okay. And then that's when God will speak. That's when he'll speak to us. It's after he revived us. He's rejuvenated us back in his word and we're reading his word. And even though we still feel a little bit weary and hungry and the journey that we're taking is long and we're exhausted and we're feeling a little bit faint, even though all those things will still exist and we're feeling alone like there's no one to talk to, all of those things will still exist, but it won't be magnified because the Holy Spirit will come in and give you that peace. So that you can hear what God has to say Because the most important thing to God Is for us to listen to what he has to say Before we go out on a destructive path And destroy ourselves Or that we tell God to just take our life Because we're tired So before we get too into that God will catch us And say let me revive them Because they need to hear what I have to say so when they when the, the angel came and he fed him, and it was more than one time because he had to get Elijah's energy back up and get him to clear thinking because God knew he needed to speak to him and get his strength back up. And God will do the same for us. And God began to let him know that I, I have something I need to say to you. And we go to 10, and he said, he replied, I have been very zealous for you, Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, put your prophets to death with a sword, and I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. So he strengthens Elijah, and he still listens to him. And he says, God, I've done all that you've asked me to do, Lord. I've done it. I've followed. I've done. I've listened. I've written down the dreams. I've heard the prophecies. God, I'm there. I'm with you. I'm connected. He said, but they're not listening to me, God. And they've killed off everyone who has been talking about you, and now they're looking for me. And we know that The job market is hard and everybody around us is getting fired and laid off and everything else, no food, no shelters, no nothing. And it says, God, but now my job is talking about it. I felt safe, but now it's me that this is about to happen to God. And I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling like you're not there. And God says, you know what? come and let me talk to you for a second. He says, I'm going to pass by you. And that's the Holy Spirit coming to us saying, you know, calm down for a second because there's still a plan in all of this. No matter how bad it looks, there is still a plan in all of this tears that you're crying, in all of the bad news that you've heard, in everything that's going on, the predestination still stands. It still stands. So God comes in now, and he encourages us to be to be strong and to put on the whole armor. It says, Then a great and powerful wind tore to, through the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper." When Elijah heard it, he pulled a cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then the voice of the Lord said to him, What are you doing, Elijah? He replied, I am very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. And the Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death by the sword. And I am the only one left, and now I'm trying to kill, and they are now trying to kill me. We are looking for answers from God that has Fireworks To where we can clearly see That was God speaking to us We want to go find A prophecy We go into the church And we say God give me a word This Sunday We do everything we can To hear the voice of God No matter what it takes But God is letting us know That is not through The earthquake is not through the fire, but it's going to be a gentle whisper. You could just be in your car driving, and he'll just whisper the answer to you. You could just be lying on your bed, and he'll whisper. But we find places, and we go, and we say, here he is over here. Let me go find him over there. Here he is over there. Let me go, because surely I can get a word from over there, because I don't know what to do. I need a word, God. And we look in all these places for a word when all we have to do is be still. And he's already spoken the first time and we shut it down. We allowed people to shut it down, friends to shut it down. We allowed so much to shut down the voice of God when we heard it. And we need a confirmation, an affirmation. We need something that tells us that this was God that spoke to us so we run to all these different places looking for him. And it has to be a firework in order for us to believe it was God. And the person got to have the credentials of Jesus before we say he's a prophet. But God is saying, you know what, how about you find me in a small, still voice? How about you find me while you're stirring your pot of gravy or you're boiling your rice? How about you hear me then? It doesn't take a firework for God to answer us. It doesn't take someone who says, Jesus sent me in order for us to hear a word from God. It doesn't take us going to church only to hear that word that we need and then get disappointed when we don't hear that word in church. And we say, why did I even go today? Because we need the fellowship of the saints of God. But God himself may want to speak to you. He may not want to use a different vessel at this time. He may not want to use a song at this time. But this particular situation, you need to hear the whisper. Elijah was looking for a big bang poom pow. And he said, no, I'm not in all of that. I just need to talk to you. Can we talk? Can you sit with my word and just listen? I'm sorry you were disappointed when you went to the church and you didn't get your word. I'm sorry when that song didn't make you get up and shout and cry. I'm sorry when the preacher preached that you didn't get what you thought you were supposed to get out of it, so you didn't listen to any of the message. I'm sorry. But that's not where I wanted to speak to you. I needed you alone. From my whisper God Is talking But are we listening We're so determined to believe That God does not know The completion of our life We're so convinced That God does not really Have a plan for us Why Because we can't see it With our natural eyes Because we can't comprehend it in our natural brain When you want to be successful in Christ You go where Christ is Which is in his kingdom Which is in the spirit realm And for that split second Elijah separated himself from the kingdom Because he allowed fear to come and chain him When we disconnect from God, that's when everything is allowed to get in. That is negative. That's when the odds pile up, when we disconnect. We just keep disconnecting from the kingdom. And God had to reconnect him. Now, as you see, he strengthened him first. And our strength is in the word of God. Worship time, prayer time. And then God began to respond to what he was going through. But God still said, why are you here? Almighty man of God, why are you here in this place? And he's talking to us the same way. Why are you crying? Why are you discouraged? The same God that put food on your table yesterday and the day before, is the same one that will put food on your table today He's not going to give you two days and then the third day say oh well I, I can't help you The same God that knows you, you you need him is going to respond to you He hears your cry for children He hears your cry to be married But you say, God, there's no one, there's nothing, I can't, I I die, what? You're already speaking negativity into the situation. Elijah said, I'm the only one left. They've killed everybody off. That's what your brain comprehends because what's around you, because she said you will be like one of them. But when we connect to the spirit of God, he will let you know you're not the only one. You are not the only one going through, and then when people say, "Oh, I thought my situation was bad, but when I heard this one it it woo it's not as bad as that. It doesn't matter how bad one story from the other they're bad. The key word is bad, so to get out of bad, you have to get into the Word of God. That's just a way to make you feel better that somebody else is worse off than you. You can't feel better because of that. You should get together and, and build each other up from there. But God is saying he's in a whisper. Why are you in this place, Elijah? Why why are you here? What What's going on with you? I was afraid, God. And and he was honest. God already knew the answer. But, you know, hey, look, everybody around me is gone. There's nobody here. And that's what God wants us to do. God, I've applied for every job, and there's no answer. And God says, I know. God, I keep trying for children or to get married, and nothing, I know. So since we know God already knows all of this, and he's not working through it hour by hour with us, and he's about as confused as we are, we need to go to the one who has predestined our whole life, our whole destiny, our whole purpose, and say, look, hey, woohoo, I'm, I'm here, and I need you right now. Because right now, my flesh cannot comprehend your magnificent power of what you're going to do for me within the next hour. So I'm coming to you, Lord, and asking you to give me direction." Tell me what I need to do next, because I need to be active. I need to be a part of the kingdom. I need to help grow the kingdom. So what's next, God? I see a lot of hindrances right now. I see a lot of odds against me. I'm crying, God, because I don't know what to do. I'm crying, God, because I, I and and we have to reverse that and say, God, I'm crying because my flesh is weak. God, I'm crying because I need to know. Instead of, God, I'm crying because I don't know, I don't want, I I know, it's just, God, I'm crying because my flesh is weak right now, and I need to know an answer. I need a revelation from your word. And God will begin to reveal that to us. He will begin to energize us when we're feeling alone. And we feel like we don't have anyone that we can talk to. No one will understand spiritually what we're going through. Take it to the Lord in prayer. When we feel like, even if I explain it to somebody, they'll tell me, but, 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 I need a definite answer. And the only way to get a definite answer is through the word of God, through the spirit of the kingdom of God. So whatever it is you're facing today, whatever it is you're saying, I don't know, God is saying, I know. Come to me, because I know. God is saying to us, you weren't equipped to know. You your your flesh is not supposed to know what the kingdom of God is working on. But he's given us access through Jesus Christ to find out what's going on. And we can be as Abraham was in Romans four sixteen. Abraham said, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Against all hope. Abraham believed. Against all hope, we have to stand. Against all hope, we have to trust. When you don't know what to do, and you're saying to God, everything around me is falling apart. Everything around me is saying it won't be successful. God is saying, stand. And you say, well, God, what do I stand on? Stand on the word, God, I've done that. Prayer, God, I've done that. Seeking your face and worship, I've done that, God, and I still haven't gotten an answer. And then God says to us, have you stopped looking for me in the earthquakes? Have you stopped looking for me in the fireworks? I need you to look for a still, small voice. To answer you Not the big bang Pow boom But just a small voice That will speak to you Because God Is not trying to hide anything from us God is not a God That wants us Looking around For him He wants us to find him He wants us to seek him That he may be found He doesn't want you crying. He doesn't want you childless or not married or without a job or without your business being successful. That's not God, not the God that we serve. But God is saying, stop looking for the big, but look for the small things that you're overlooking. You know how they tell you in business to pay attention to the details or on your job? They say pay attention to the details because it's the details that determines a lot of things. The big things we know to look for, we know to make sure that our checking account doesn't go into overdraft. We know to make sure that we try to keep food and gas and clothing, but it's those little things. It's just the little things that we're not looking at, that are playing a major part in our distractions, which is the counsel of the wrong people, the conversation that we're having that we think is innocent, the shows that we watch on TV, the music that we listen to that could feed us the wrong way. It's those little things that we take for granted and think it doesn't impact our thoughts. But those very small things, will take us off course of what God has spoken to us, will take us into another direction. Because it's always what we see that we cling to more than what we don't see. Even though we say we walk by faith, we gravitate more to what we see. And then when that doesn't work out, then we say, Lord, I don't know what to do now because... I tried this and I tried that and it's still not working, but God is saying, I didn't take you in that direction. You took that direction because it looked like that's where I was going, but I never spoke and said, go in that direction. So when we make our decisions, we should really think about, did God tell me this or is this something that I'm kind of putting together on my own? Because sometimes we'll feel... Like what David felt in Psalms 10, Lord, why do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? That's how we feel. Like, (laughs) my enemies are coming against me, you know, and where where are you, God? I'm praying to you, but it seems like they just keep coming. You know, here's David, and he's trying to figure out what in the world have I done to this man for him? (laughs) To want to kill me For him to want my very life What have I done to him And that's how we feel And that's how Elijah felt He was like you know I'm doing the will of God Jezebel's prophets are not Benefiting the kingdom of God I'm doing God's will But yet and still It seems as if I'm the only one fighting this battle Everybody else seems to be going along with their business, buying cars, buying houses, shopping, buying clothes. But you're looking at the visual, not the spiritual. You don't know the situation of those people. They could be living off of credit cards and making monthly payments. There's so many things that could be going on that you don't know because you're looking at the big picture. And you're looking at the distractions of what somebody else is doing that's not our business anyway. When we need to be focused on what's our purpose and our destiny and where do we need to go from here, that's where we need to be. And we will know the answers from what we need to do and where we need to go. He's not hiding himself. That's just us feeling that way because we are so engulfed in what's around us. We are so engulfed in what's going on. But we have to make a connection with our spiritual man. We have to acknowledge any sins that we've done. We have to be responsible and accountable for anything that may be hindering our lives or hindering us from the answers God wants to reveal to us. God wants to revive us, stir us back up into Him. He doesn't want us discouraged or distracted. He doesn't want us not wanting to go to church because we feel like the preacher is not going to preach to help us anyway. He doesn't want us to feel like the word of God is not going to answer us anyway. So why am I going to read it? Why am I going to pray? I've already prayed and God is not going to answer me. He doesn't want us to feel that way. He wants us to be connected to him in the spirit realm. When we go and we let our flesh die and we say, God, I come before you surrendering my fears, surrendering my discouragement, surrendering who I am to you, and allow your Holy Spirit to come in and give me revelation. And God will begin to speak. We know that there's been a lot going on. We know that, you know, the discouragements are there. We know that there's a lot of religion going on. There are a lot of things that God is not pleased with. But yet, as he told Elijah, stay focused. Why are you here? Why are you in this place mentally, emotionally, and literally, why are you here? Because you connect to the spirit realm, you're going to always be on task. You're always going to be on purpose. It's when we disconnect. And we go to church saying, Oh, I got to go and assemble myself with the saints of God, but I already know, you know, the preacher's going to do this and he's going to say that, and I'm probably not going to get a word today. Okay, first of all, your attitude is just not connected to the spirit realm, your words are not connected to the kingdom of God, and you should be excited to always go into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And then when you need a word from God, you take the time in your own home and find what God wants for you. That builds your relationship because otherwise you may be building a relationship towards people to tell you what God wants to do instead of you listening to God yourself. Learn the voice of God in the still, small voice instead of trying to get the bing, bang, pow when you go to go somewhere or do something and you want to hear. The preacher is doing what God has called him to do. Now we, as individuals, where the Bible says work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling, we have to now work that out amongst ourselves. We have to go before the Lord in our time and say, God, thank you for the word I received from church today, but there's still an issue in my life that I need resolved. And God will say, thank you for coming to me and not to man. Until he directs us to man, he wants to use the Holy Spirit within us to give us the answer, and he will direct us and use other vessels to help us But then there are those times when he himself wants to come and speak to us. And we must know and be sensitive to the spirit of God to know when those times are so that we can get the answers we're seeking because God would never leave us nor will he forsake us. He doesn't want us in the dark. He doesn't want us to not know his plans for our lives because there are plans of good. And he lets us know in Jeremiah, I will show you things that you do not know. But if we're standing on the mountaintop looking for something big to happen in order for us to hear it, so we can go back and give this wondrous testimony. But even that small testimony is good where I say I was worshiping God and he spoke to me. I think that's the best testimony because you took time out to listen. You took time out of a schedule that you thought was too busy to hear and you actually listened to what he had to say. So instead of I don't know what to do, always know that your life is already predestined. Everything is already completed. All you have to do is tap into the spirit realm to get it. That's it. It's But it's already done. So instead of I don't know, God reveal. Instead of I'm confused, God, reveal, I'm listening. Instead of I'm the only one, God, I know you have others, but right now I need to hear from you because you're not the only one building the kingdom of God. You're not the only one trusting him and distractions are coming. You're not the only one that says I love the Lord and may be unemployed or may be trying to put things together. You're not the only one. There are others and we all have to build each other up and trust God that we're all going to come out of this and that we're all going to be faithful to him and his kingdom, that his kingdom may come in our lives. But it's all about Jesus today. It's all about the predestination that he has for our life and what he's called us to do. So I thank you for listening today. I thank God for who He is in our lives, but we are never to give up because we don't know. We're never to get to that place where we cry into God and saying, I give up or I don't know. But when you begin to get to the place of just being tired, that's when we need to seek the face of God and tell him, I'm tired. So that he can now replenish, revive, restore us, and get us back on track to where we need to be. God is here for us. Even though we're crying, even though we may seem to be in a lot of things going on that may not be as positive as there should be. But your life is predestined. It's completed and it's done. Now we are the ones that are trying to get a revealed to us what we need to do. So it's not a question of, God, do you know what I need to do? But it's a question of, reveal it to me, God, what I need to do. How do I need to pray? What do I need to say? Where do I need to go? Who are the people I need to meet? What path do I need to take today? As We start every day, every morning before the Lord and he will give it to us. So we want to be encouraged this week. We want to know that our life has already been completed. We're just walking through it and we're asking the Holy Spirit to guide us. We're asking God to just continue to stay in our lives and as we submit to him and continue to speak to us as we love him in his still small voice that he wants to speak to us and I think God for all the emails I thank God for all the prayer requests We just praise God Today because we know that Healing is his we know That relationships and marriages Is his and we have to Submit ourselves and take Accountability and responsibility for Anything that's going on that he Reveals to us I thank God For the responses To what he's doing in This this work and Letting all of us know even me <laughs> that we have to continue to grow i'm not above anything because i go through just as much as anybody else i want to say god what just as much as anyone else but through me going through the bible and allowing the holy spirit to speak i've learned that god is here father we thank you right now we give you praise we give you glory we worship you today oh god we love you Continue, O God, that even though our flesh is weak, God, that you may be strong in us, Lord God. Even though we feel there's no way out, O God, we know that our life is predestined and there's always a way out. There's always an answer. There's always victory because we are more than conquerors. And even what we're going through, God, we know that it's going to work together for our good. Even though we're crying, (laughs) even though we feel... Discourage God, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor in Jesus' name.